I, I just uh, wanted to speak over the offering this morning. Um, reason being, um, I think to our church, there's a number of like pillars, pillars of the church. So you've got the natural, uh, natural building here and we've got, uh, we got these uh, old, what are they, redwood uh, pillars. Amazing. But that's the natural building. But there's pillars. There's a vision, there's a purpose, and that's like the roof. Just want to draw a picture in the, in the mind. There's a, there's a vision, there's a purpose. The purpose is to reach the city. The purpose is to co-labour with Jesus to build the church. Now he's building the church. He is, not you or me, but we co-labour with him. He is the master builder. We got that right. But there are pillars in the church. And these are the things that we need to do that need to be like our values and our habits and even the spirit that's in the church that holds that vision there. For instance, the preaching of the Word is one of those pillars. The prophetic ministry, prophetic Word is one of those pillars. The relationships that we share is one of those pillars. So, so these, are, these are things that if, uh, you know, those pillars are in place, then the building is strong. And when you take away one of those pillars, guess what happens to the building? And this morning I want to talk about one of those pillars, the pillars of this church. And I'm talking about, you know, this applies to every church, but I'm talking about to this particular church, to the church at the stables, to the city builders church. One of those pillars is what I believe we could call the spirit of giving. You like that? The spirit of giving. And, and, I, and I want to say that because given, giving in itself can be like a lifeless thing that we just do. But when we have the spirit of giving, we really open our lives up to great change, great blessing, so that we can become a conduit for blessing in the city. And I believe that one of the things that we need to value as a church is giving. Yep. Uh, this is just one way that we give this morning. There's one way that we give. You know, we can give of our time. We can give of our love, our affection. We can give of our care and kindness. There's a lot of things that we can give. We can give of our skills and our efforts. We can give by serving. Yep. And all this adds up and contributes to the spirit of giving. So one of the things when, you know, we look back on this particular time and as our church grows and develops, one of the features is we give. You know, the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. It's an attitude. Do you know some people are giving people? They, they give and give and give. And then some people are getting people. They get, but they don't really have a revelation yeah. or have, they have not yet caught the spirit of giving. 
Now I tell you what, the Spirit of God is the Spirit of giving. It's an attribute of God. It's God's nature to give. In fact, the Bible says that God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. He gave. He freely gave. And, you know, I, I want this to be not only something that happens around offering time, but, but this needs to be an attitude of heart that we carry where we will give, where we will serve, we will love and have that generosity in the church. You know, we should be the most generous people. I always remember Pastor Ray McMartin, uh, whenever he would visit us, I don't know how many pastors that, uh, you know, he sort of uh, was like a father to, but whenever he'd turn up to our place, he'd have a, like a uh, Coles box full of goodies for Lynn, myself, chocolates, lollies for the kids. And, uh, you know, whenever you'd go up there to any of his ministry, he'd come home with half a dozen books, expensive books because he used to sow into the lives of all the people. This is the spirit of giving. God loves a cheerful giver because do you know that person has got the spirit of giving? It's a beautiful thing. And I believe that this is really, really important. I, I, wanna, I just wanna take this right back to, to uh, Abraham because do you know what? We live under a covenant of blessing. We are a blessed people. God has brought us here. I thank God for everything He's done. I thank God for the past. I thank God for the future. I thank God for the house that I live in. I thank God for the car that I drive. I thank God for uh, all the people that He's brought into the church because it's good to give thanks because I'll tell you where all those things come from. They come from God. And you know, this is our opportunity to really demonstrate that we have caught on to the Spirit of God by demonstrating the Spirit of giving. You know, uh, it's sort of like you can be, just give what you gotta. You know, get the calculator out and work out your tithe. $50.97. Come on, round it up to 60. Now let the Spirit of God touch your heart this morning. How are you in the realms of generosity? Because God wants to open up the windows of heaven over our lives because I believe this. I don't think, I don't believe that... Uh, you know, we should give to get. I don't think that's accurate at all. We should give because we're like Jesus. Yes. Because we want to give. Now, have a, have a listen to this because this is an important one. God spoke to Abram in Genesis 12 and he said, get out of your country, from your family and from your father's house to a land that I'll show you. He said, I'm gonna make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I feel like when I read that, he's speaking to us here today, you shall be a blessing. Yes. 
God's called every one of us to be a blessing. His covenant of blessing to the church is, I'm gonna bless you. I'm gonna give you things, I'm gonna give you gifts, I'm gonna give you resources so that you can be a blessing. We are blessed so that we can be a blessing. I wanna say this, I'm I'm not ministering this message out of need this morning. I'm trying to establish in your hearts a value of giving. It goes on to say, I'm gonna bless those who bless you and I'll curse those who curse you and in you all the families of the earth are blessed. That's amazing, in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. I believe we could make it like this, you know, God wants to bless us so that we can be a blessing in the city. He wants to bless us so that we can be a blessing in the city. You know, my house, the house that we live in is, it's ours, our name's on the, you know, the title and all that, partners with the bank, of course. But do you know what? It's there to be a blessing, not just to us, but to others. The Word of God is this, I'm gonna bless you and I'm gonna cause you to be a blessing. So giving is the thing that unlocks it. You know, this is amazing because this is really where, you know, you can point the roots of uh, our faith right back to somewhere. But you know, this blessing, this covenant that God made with Abram has never ever passed away. It's relative to us. And according to the Bible, the promise is to everyone. It's to those here and to those far off in every generation, Acts 2.39. But it's also connected to giving. It's amazing, you know, because God said to Abram, I'm gonna make you a father of nations. We know the story that Abram and Sarah In their old age, there was a promise, but there was little possibility of uh, of receiving that, uh, you know, that the fulfilment of that prophecy, because Sarah was nearing a hundred, and in her old age, the Bible says that she conceived. It was a miraculous conception. You know, this is where you can connect the whole thing to Jesus because the provision of Jesus was a miraculous conception. It's like everything about Abram points towards the cross, points towards the future. But when Abram, Abraham and Sarah were given their child, this is like their baby. This is where their hopes and dreams are. This is everything that represents God to them, their future. And God asks them to do something absolutely wild. He says, I want you to give that child back. What God? Do you know how hard it is to get to this place? But Abraham was willing to be obedient to God and he took the son, the only son that he had, the son of promise. And he went to Mount Moriah 
in total obedience to Father God to give that child back. It's amazing, isn't it? The spirit of giving. You know, sometimes we're hanging on to things so tight that there is no way forward. There's no opening up. There's no, the blessing is withheld because this is mine. Do you know what we need to understand this? We owe nothing. We own nothing. We are stewards. This building, believe it or not, is on loan to us. Our house that we live in, we've lived in there, we signed the contract on September the 11th, 2001. The buildings were falling over in New York. World War III is starting and we are mortgaging ourselves to the hilt, it seemed at the time. But do you know what? It came out of a covenant of blessing. God is well able to bless us and to do far more abundantly than we could ever ask or think. But we've got to develop this habit of realising that we are not the owners. Nothing belongs to me. My wife, I call her my wife, but she belongs to God. You know, and when I relate to my wife, I must well always remember that she is God's daughter and I'm a steward. And the measure of the man that I am is determined by how I steward my wife. But do you know what God said to Abram? I want you to offer your son. And I reckon there was an argument that went on in the inside of him. But the thing that opened up the promise, the covenant and future blessing for the nations was Abraham's willingness to obey and to be a steward rather than an owner. It's a powerful message. And do you know what? This is, there's something about this because if we can understand this, it can unlock our future. One is there is promise. God has made promises to us all. They come from Him. Number two, that when we have this spirit of giving, we open up a pathway for supernatural things to happen. Yes. Thirdly, we are stewards and we are not owners. We are stewards and not owners. You know, they say you don't seem too many hearses with trailers behind them. We came into this, uh, you know, into this world with nothing and that's how we're going out. Don't hold things too tightly. The fourth thing is there is the principle of testing because God tests us in the realm of obedience. He tests our stewardship. He wants to see, are you the owner or am I? And one of the real ways to make sure that we are keeping our heart right 
is that we have the spirit of giving and that we are prepared to give not, a, not what is just required or suggested in the Bible, but we have the spirit of giving. This morning is an opportunity to give. And, uh, you know, this morning I said to Lynn on the way down, like we, uh, you know, we uh, have our, our giving set apart and, you know, there's bank transfers in different directions and quite often the bag can go past and I go, hey, I've got, got nothing in my wallet. You got anything, Lynn? Nah, already practising for the cashless society. <laughs> But this morning I said, no, let's go to the bank. I want something to put in. Even though I'll make my transfer. Don't be afraid to give. You know, we as a church, I really believe, you know, we are profoundly blessed as a church. We really are. But do you know what? I really believe that in the future, if we're good stewards, and if we have the spirit of release in our giving, then uh, God will give us what we need to be a blessing to every family in the city. See, Joseph was a steward. He stewarded the nation of Egypt. And I really believe that generosity is such a big thing. Maybe this week you could be generous to someone who is not part of this church. Just be generous to them. Maybe you could surprise someone in a cafe somewhere by picking up the tab. I remember one uh, morning, Lynn and myself, I, I saw, we went to breakfast here and uh, there was a older lady having lunch with a, a younger boy. You know, she, was, she would have been, you know, much older than us, quite a bit older than us and she was giving buying breakfast for a uh, teenage boy. And I thought, this, this grandma has really taken responsibility to be a blessing to her grandson. And uh, Lynn and myself just picked up the tab, just, uh, just went to the counter and said, I want to pray for that la- pay for that lady's breakfast. And, uh, you know, the, the woman behind the counter said, oh, okay. But do you know what? We've got to become the leaders in yes. generosity yep. because we can hold everything to ourself like this. And there's a verse in the Bible, he says, it says there is one who holds, who, who gives, who's generous and it increases, it comes back to him. But there is another who holds back and it turns to poverty. I just pray for the spirit of giving that we find ways not only financially to give, but it is possible that if we really caught the spirit of giving, we could set people free from bondage. You know, we could create opportunities for people. But it's in this stewarding, having this attitude of stewarding and this attitude of letting go and this attitude of giving. Father, let the spirit of giving touch our hearts. Let us be like God in this way. 
For God so loved the world that He gave. He gave His only Son. He gave the best. He gave nothing held back. Nothing held back. This is something Lynn and myself really had to do, had to learn. We went through a time where there was no provision in the church for us and we went for seven years, no salary. That's what we did. Just had to learn to trust God. Had to learn to trust God and somehow we made it through. And I'll tell you this, that if we're willing to really lay things on the altar and I appreciated what Kevin said this morning, if we are really prepared to lay things on the altar, my God can do far more abundantly than we can ever ask or think. He can work a miracle. Abram, his name was Abram. But when he made a covenant with God, he became Abraham, the father of nations. What's God want to do in your life? Make this such a big thing. This is like worship is when we give. It really is. Nothing held back. You know, it's how we need to be with God. Nothing held back. If God is in control, if he's leading and he's guiding, you'll never be lacking. You will be well stewarded by God himself. It's an amazing thing. Generosity, love, forgiveness, time, a genuine hug, real care, a friendly text, picking up someone else's bills when they can't pay them, being aware of their need. Being Jesus to people, this is our church. When you give, you're not giving to me or to my needs. I believe that we are giving and aligning ourselves with God. We're releasing. And I pray, you know, that me as a leader and our team will grow in our stewardship that we won't see anything as ours but that it'll be multiplied and increased and returned. God's given you a job. He gave it. God can give you better. God gave me my wife. I must always remember the way I treat her is the way I'm treating God. It really is and vice versa. Man, this could be the most powerful thing you ever heard because it'll unlock your life if you can pick up on it. Give your best. Give your best. Much love to you all.